Hello, this is FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ahmad Khan of CNET. G2 Esports, the popular Spain-based esports team, has been a flush in controversy. Founder Carlos Oslot Santiago was forced to step down from his CEO position after he posted a video of him partying with Andrew Tate, a right-wing commentator and provocateur who often espouses misogynistic viewpoints. That one video seemingly prompted Riot Games, the creator of League of Legends and Valorant, two of the biggest esports around, from rescinding G2's offer of being part of its Valorant franchise league. Esports consultant Rod Slasher Breslau said on his live stream that Cloud9 has been given the franchise spot instead. To talk about the recent meltdown of G2 is Dot Esports' Scott Robertson. Scott, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Scott, it's one thing to tweet out a video of you hanging out with an online personality. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to get fired because of it. Mm-hmm. How did Ocelot fail? Oh, I guess he goes by Carlos, but like, how did Carlos fail in handling the situation? And was his punishment justified? It's a bit of a tricky situation. Um, the way he res- I mean, at the end of the day, yes, you are allowed to hang out with whoever you want. Like, there's no, like, you can't be thrown in jail for that, but people need to understand that there are consequences for the, for, for your actions and especially for, you know, who you hang out as a reflection of yourself. Um, and so I think a few things that did Carlos in wasn't just that he posted a video with Andrew Tate, which I, I think even if he does consider Andrew Tate a friend, um, you have to, you have to be smarter and realize that, you know, public backlash is going to, is, is going to affect you because of that. That being said, I think what really did him in was his initial response, which was very combative. He said, you know, I can do whatever, I can hang out whoever the F I want. You can't police my friendships, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And that was a big, you know, when you look at Riot's decision, they, they eventually made a competitive ruling um, suspending him for the rest of the year for all Riot-related activities. If he does want to re-enter the, the Riot ecosystem, the Riot esports ecosystem, obviously not with G2, or at least probably not with G2, he would have to undergo like sensitivity training, executive training, and it has to be someone like a third party outside of G2 or Riot or himself. Um, and they said explicitly in that ruling that it wasn't just the video, it was the way he responded to the video. It's like, it showed that like, you know, someone being combative in nature because, you know, when you are a partner with, you know, they're a partner team and they're a franchise, they're a franchise team and a partner team in the LEC, they were planning to be a partner team in Valorant. And if Riot feels that, you know, that poor reflection casts over, casts a shadow over Riot and the league, then it's within their right to, to, to punish you. Um, and, and, and the same, in the same way, it's G2's right as a business to say, we don't want to associate with someone like this as much as someone he, as much as he had done for the brand and for esports and for league, uh, and for G2, um, you know, we saw it with this, the, with a wave of people, like seeing like the public response to his departure, it, it wasn't people were like, oh, this is, this is BS. This is cancel culture. It was people kind of like, this sucks because he's good at what he did and he's huge to the value of esports, but you know, you kind of couldn't avoid the situation. And, and for G2 and Riot, it just made sense to move on. Mm. Does uh, Carlos have a history of, let's say, tweeting out or posting videos that sway into this kind of misogynistic worldview that Andrew Tate often talks about? And I mean, just for context, you know, maybe a lot of our listeners or some of our listeners don't know some of the things that uh, Tate has said. So could you give us maybe a quick background on him as well? Woof. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Andrew Tate, um, who I think is like a former MMA fighter or boxer or something like that. 
um, has recently, like, become, like, a very misogynistic uh, influencer who goes on his podcast and talks about, you know, you know, essentially has, shows no respect for women um, and is unfortunately imp left an impression on a lot of young men who now think that that's sort of, like, you know, if you're, you know, don't be a beta, like, like, like women, like women, like women don't respect you, so you shouldn't, res you shouldn't respect them back. It's a bunch of like incel bullshit garbage, honestly. Mm. And he's been spouting it nonstop, and like for some reason, people think it's cool. Like, he, well, I mean, he's trying to pass off like he's cool, and some people are unfortunately buying what he's selling. Um, in terms of Carlos, I mean, Carlos has always been very outspoken on Twitter. He's always had like you know, he talks trash. He 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 he'll flame other teams. He'll you know, his Twitter personality is def was definitely unique, and a lot of people in Twitter now like kind of have very much copied that or or taken portions of that, and 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 it, and it does make the scene more exciting. But I mean, he never really showed any like serious misogyny or abusive or any abusive patterns or anything like that. So I think people were a little surprised and taken aback by by him hanging out with this person and just the way he so vigorously defended him afterwards and defended him his the way carlos defended himself from like you know people who wanted to quote police his friendships just really caught people off guard yeah nothing about like i don't think anyone like thought carlos was a misogynist I mean, maybe some people thought so after that after he was like visibly defending andrew tate a very well-known and unabashed misogynist but Prior to that, no, no, nothing really that I can remember. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Tate was kicked off of pretty much every social media platform. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Not, what, last month? Um, a month or two months ago. Yeah, like Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, I could see him being the per Like, you know, I could see him getting to going and up on these things like right-leaning platforms that love to bring on people who are kicked off other platforms, um, you know. And to the people who cry, oh, what about his free speech? It's like, I mean, I mean, obviously it's different in other countries, but you know, here in the United States, uh, people forget that the right to free speech doesn't mean you can say whatever you want without consequence. Like the right to free speech in America means that the government can't throw you in jail for saying something. Like that's like if you like there are consequences to your action. Private businesses, which Twitter and Instagram are, they can say they don't want anything to do with 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 people who. Um, are saying shit like that on their platform, and they have, they're completely within their right to to, to kick them off. Mm -hmm. I won't miss them. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so it seems that Carlos hasn't, at least his social media persona, while it is maybe a bit more provocative than your average esports CEO, it never really fell into the realm of highly controversial. Uh, when it comes to G, like internally at G2, have there been any reports of employees saying that uh, Carlos was difficult to work with, was saying things that he probably shouldn't have been saying, um, anything like that? I would wager just by his personality, he's probably a little bit difficult to work with. He's very, he's, 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 he's very, he's a very, you know, he's a very charismatic individual. He wants to win all the time. He wants to have a big brand to build. He's sort of, you know, he's been um, instrumental, obviously, in the growth of G2 Esports, so he probably has high expectations for the brand and for comp competition. And I would wager that that would make, you know, we see this with, like, TSM Reginald and probably other big figureheads within League Esports specifically. You know, TSM Reggie, Hex, like, these guys have high, lofty goals for their brands and, and for their competitive teams, 
And so, to a degree, those are always going to be hard to work with. That's just esports. Um, to a degree where he's been, like, abusive or harassing employees or misogynistic, nothing that I've heard directly from anyone who works at G2. Um, to say that it hasn't happened, who's to say? But from what I've heard, uh, no. Uh, you know, just maybe difficult to work with, but not to, not to the point where it's abusive. Well, now that G2 is essentially out of Valorant's franchise yes. league, uh, the the team has had to part ways with its roster. Mm-hmm. What do we? Well, I mean, what do you know about its players, and what are the chances that its players can find futures at uh, at other teams, especially ones that might end up in Valorant's franchise league? So this was interesting in the sense that um, G two has been competing in European Valorant for the past two years, um, mm-hmm. but multiple reports that that we've had here at Dot and other and other reporters have corroborated as well. Um, G2 was heading to North America for, for the partnership league. They were going to join the America's League. Riot did not officially make this decision, but multiple sources have said that like they were leaning toward giving G2 a slot. They were going to compete in North America. They were going to pick up the X-Set roster, one of the, I'd say, a top three NA roster from this past year. I'd say top ten in the world. Um, really well-regarded coach. Um, roster full of really impressive talent. BCJ, Zekin, um, Cryocells. And they were going to pick up the whole staff, the whole team. And they were going to compete the America's League. Um, but then obviously, you know, this happened the final weekend of Champions. Right people met in Istanbul to talk about it. And they said, we're, we're going to go the other way. We're not going to go with G2 here. Um, so I think the EMEA roster was probably going to end up being... Um, well, well I mean, we, we've seen it already. G2 first moved them to sort of restricted free agency, the inactive part of their roster. Um, at this point, they're restricted free agents, so teams can call and ask G2 about them and and try and make deals but in this situations unless it's like a unless it's like an elite like star player that you have to have first um knowing that g2 wasn't going to get in partnership i think these teams just waited it out and now all the players have been released their contracts are over obviously they're not going to resign with g2 because these are um tier one level players and if g2 is going to play in valorant next year whether it's in europe or whether it's in north america uh, it will probably be in the second tier the challenger scene so these players all became available. Um, their main, I'd say their main star player, Mixwell, a Spanish player, has been playing, in C- played, for C- played, I think he played CSGO for G2, also played for Cloud9. Um, he's been with the team sort of on and off the roster for the past like year or so. He is joining Heretics, which is fitting, Spanish organization, Spanish superstar, um, reuniting with a former teammate in Kellogg's from G2, reuniting in a different former teammate in Lowell. They used to play on... Um, CSGO together for movie star writers back in the day. Um, and this is kind of makes sense. Um, he gets to sort of get to play for an organization close to home. Um, he gets to be the star. Um, you know, Heretic's obviously a partner team. So n- naturally they're going to, um, naturally going to, uh, you know, be competing in top tier. And so if you're a top tier team, you're, you're going to want to get the top tier players. Um, from what I've heard, I believe a couple of the other G2 players are reportedly on their way to, I want to say Giants. Um, it's Hoodie and Pipson, I believe. I think Pipson was the coach, and Hoodie was one of their was one of the G two was G two players. I believe they're heading to Giants Gaming, so they're another partner team. Um, and then I think the only people left at that point, if I can pull up the roster real quick, um, then there's Avova, Meadow, and Nuki. Uh, Nuki is the in-game leader. Um, they're, you know, they I, other teams are still, we know, we pretty much know a lot about what all the North American rosters are going to look like with the exception of evil geniuses. EMEA is still kind of a question mark. There's been very few official moves. 
Um, there's a lot of teams that are that were competing, um, excuse me, that were competing in the tier two regional leagues last year that are now moving up until the top tier. Your Vitality, Carmine Core, uh, Koi, these are teams that weren't competing in the top EMEA tier. Um, then now that they're moving up a tier, now they're now they have now they have the the reasoning to go after higher tier players. So I would wager that most of, if not all of G2's former roster will end up on teams. Um, one, is, one is already officially, Mixwell's already officially on Heretics. Um, what was it? Nookie, it, not Nookie, excuse me. Um, Hoodie is reportedly on his way to Giants. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're, they're going to do just fine finding homes. And of course, there's, there's still, you know, tier two, tier two scene getting um, the Ascension tournaments uh, with ways to be promoted to tier one starting next year. Um, that's going to be a big reason for other orgs to stay involved. That's going to be a big reason for these tier one players. If they don't find, um, an EMEA, like a EMEA league t partner, if they don't find a partner team spot, they're still, still have reason to compete in Valorant. So I think, I, I don't think any of these guys are going anywhere when it comes to Valorant. So G2 has also had a dismal run at the League of Legends World Championships. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is all at all tied to the Carlos stuff, but has G2 named a new CEO and what, what will the organization do for the next at least year? Um, it has been a bit of a tough going for G2 all, all around. Um, I, I, I mean, the Valorant stuff, yes, that is explicitly because of Carlos. Um, but the league, but, you know, the league roster falling off, the CSGO, or the league roster falling short at Worlds, the CSGO not, roster not making the major, which I would argue is even more surprising than, than mm. the league team not uh, falling off at Worlds. Um, at least the league team got to Worlds. G2 not even making the major in CSGO. That was pretty shocking. But mm -hmm. the, uh, these things don't have anything to do with Carlos, really. Um, as it turns to, like, leadership, I, I have no idea. I would wager they'll probably, because we're getting close to the calendar year, um, they're probably in the process of... of, of thinking you know they have a board so it's not like they're without leadership at all um they have other higher-ups as well so it's not like they're it's not like they're a ship without a captain right now I, eventually someone will take over the ceo spot i would wager it would probably just be an internal hire or, or some of the board selects you know there's no there's gonna be no big esports figurehead that's gonna come in and be like i'm switching to g2 I'm like you know everyone <laughs> you know all those big you know your hex your c9 jack your tsm reggie they're all pretty situated in their places so you're not gonna see like some big esports celebrity come in you know, you're certainly not gonna see andrew tate come in and, and then tweet g2 <laughs> or anything like that i think that would definitely not. i think i think the i think this website would be uh i think twitter would be set on fire if that ever happened um and would obviously just be awful for multiple reasons mm. um but yeah I, I would wager probably just an internal hire or something that the board selects uh, for their future and we'll probably they'll probably start beginning of next year that'd be my guess yeah all right well i guess we'll have to just keep an eye on it uh but scott Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Yep. Happy to be here. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot .esports podcast network. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and share. To follow Scott and keep up to date on Valorant, you can find him at CounterScottGo on Twitter. To follow me and my work over at CNET, you can find me at Imad on Twitter. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week.